Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host. Today, we're broadcasting live from Roseville, Minnesota, in the belly of the beast. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpine Cabinetry and Warren Wessel Realty. By the way, if you want to support people who believe the same things that you do, listen to supporters here. To get a, to be a supporter on this show, our sponsors, you gotta you gotta think like us. I'm not gonna bring some lefty group or business here. We're not gonna be promoting Target or Bud Light on this show. We're gonna tell you the people that both we trust because they do good business, like Warren Wessel, literally found and sold my home, or sold my home, found me in my new home, but also the people that think and uh, believe the same things that you do. So Warren Wessel Realty, you can call Warren at 651-209-0171. Mega Jesse, what are we going to talk about today on the show? Oh yeah, we, we got some good things because today should be the final day of the GOP primary. I think Trump is going to close it out. I think Nikki Haley is going to drop out. Uh, so things are pretty exciting. We got the New Hampshire primary. We got some predictions and ideas uh, with what to expect from that. We're going to dig into Nikki Haley's affair we're going to talk about the Texas border I don't border know if ruling. we're going to dig into that. I Maybe not the, dig in, but... I see uh, you put that in the headline. I don't there, know. There's, I didn't some, there's something that. there. There's something there. <laughs> okay. uh, the Texas border ruling is a big story. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is also saying that she may vacate uh, the speaker of uh, Mike Johnson, so that's a big, interesting story. Democrats are hiding January 6th footage, and uh, a Joe Biden political action committee is paying $1 million to social media influencers to push his propaganda. Reading your comments today is the lovely Bridget. How you doing, Bridget? I'm doing great. And that camera seems so far away for some reason. It, it is far away, but <laughs> that's there's a reason behind Dawson doing that. Oh. He knows what he's okay. doing. Mr. Deep State well, himself. Well, hi, guys. We have a lot of people in the comments. Rye Dog, Hey, and then Tucker, Base, Minnesota, Brad, um, Pamela, Pamela. I'm not sure how you say that, actually. Did we have Pamela? Napkin 8 and K-Wall. Pamela K. Jones seems like a new name. Is that somebody new? I think that's new. I don't remember that. Should Welcome, Pamela. Hopefully it's, it's new. Not. Yeah. Good to see you, K-Wall and Tucker. Tucker, I'm not going hunting. I just happen to like this color. <laughs> Hate Minnesota, base Minnesota. <laughs> Brad Ganser. I'll even say Brad Ganser, you know. Yeah. He's all right. All about the Trump train, he says. There you go. Uh, Mr. Deep State himself running the dials there. How you doing, Dawson? It's me. I'm doing good. Today's upper body day, and I'm going to do uh, peck flies, and it's going to be lit. And it's going to fucking rock. Tree. If your voice would have <laughs> cracked on that, it would have sounded a lot better. <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter because I'm so intimidating looking in the gym. People don't get to hear me speak. You, you are getting much more jacked. I got to put... I just, put I just grunt, and they, they get it. They, they get out of my way. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about all you guys this weekend or talk to Bridget about what I want to talk to her about you I yeah. forgot to talk to you about this morning but you're doing really good I well we'll talk after the show but oh come on you're not going to give it to me well, on air because you said you were getting pudgy or a little uh a little fat uh, about a year ago yeah and I always thought you were just trying to get super jack but really you like hitting those objectives of being much more lean and yeah I get to see how crazy you go with your diet around here so you it's know, true. It's crazy. Off to you on that I'm one. down to 1,600 calories a day. That is not a lot. I'm so tired, <laughs> but yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. It's amazing you can make six minute videos. All right. Let's get into the first one. So, New Hampshire, let's pull up the real clear politics here. People didn't hear, come here to talk about uh, Dawson's diet today. Sad. Uh, click on, is this on New Hampshire? Oh, yeah, it is on New Hampshire. Should I should be pulling up on my computer. Come on, Jake. Pretend like you've done this before. Um, it's not even going to be close tonight. I, I, you know, the polls in Iowa seem to be pretty dead on. And mm -hmm. right now in New Hampshire, it seems like it's going to be correct. 
the same thing. Trump is uh, in the most recent ones, Boston Globe, Insider Advantage, Trafalgar Group, although I question Trafalgar's polls these days because um, they were showing like way big Republican surge in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But Trump is um, well over 20 points, you know, or Insider Advantage has got him at 27 points. And uh, that is just an enormously. But if you go to this graph down here, pull that up a little bit, Dawson. You can see the surge comes basically after the Iowa caucus. Some people are actually alluding to this uh, campaign ad that uh, Trump put out showing Nikki Haley wants to cut Social Security. I just don't know. I, I'm not so certain that's the big play. But obviously, we're not on the ground in New Hampshire, so there could be dynamics. But clearly, people gravitate towards the winner. DeSantis is now leaving, although none of these polls factor that in. Vec left on uh, on the day of the caucus. These are places where Trump's going to get a boost, plus the surge of winning the Iowa caucus by a big margin. Nikki Haley also climbed, which could be explained in some ways, you know, but it's just not enough. It's a 20-point. I mean, right now, Real Clear Politics has a 19, what is this, 19.3-point advantage. Jesse, am I wrong? Is Trump not just going to dominate tonight? Right, and, and especially with all of the momentum that he's been getting with all of these uh, endorsements, even though we might look at someone like Doug Berger and we, we might look at Tim Scott and we might say, who cares? Uh, but the thing is, it is causing a whole lot of momentum, and especially with DeSantis coming out and endorsing Trump. I wish that uh, DeSantis would have done a rally with Trump. I think that would have uh, cemented the entire thing. It would have been nice if DeSantis went to New Hampshire to a Trump rally, just like Vivek did, just like some of these others did, because... Uh, it would have been nice to see the two of them together and on the same page. Uh, but I think, you know, DeSantis, he obviously still uh, has his feelings hurt a little bit. He, he was enough of a man to endorse Trump at the end of this thing. But uh, I would say he's less of a man for doing that. But we'll get into that. In just right. The, the way he did it was uh, it was a little bit soft. And also, uh, you know, in his uh, endorsement dropout video, he kind of threw a couple of shots Trump's way. And it's like, I, I thought this was the guy that you're endorsing. I, I'm not sure why. You're deciding to uh, throw these little pieces out there. But, uh, you know, the momentum is definitely on Trump's side, uh, especially with Tim Scott, because if Tim Scott, a South Carolina senator, is, uh, you know, endorsing Trump over his former governor, Nikki Haley, that's a big sign of things to come because Nikki Haley, a lot of people don't know this, Nikki Haley uh, was the one who put Tim Scott in the Senate. He was appointed to the U.S. Senate by Nikki Haley. Uh, So, you know, it it also shows me this isn't a very loyal guy, that Tim Scott. Uh, You know, anyone who's willing to backstab, someone who put them in the position that they're in, shows you the kind of person that they are. It shows that he's just climbing the ladder. Maybe you could say that he's more principled because he doesn't do that. No, I I wouldn't say that this was out of principle. This was out of opportunity. How do you know? Because Tim Scott didn't endorse Trump right when he dropped out. What did he do? He waited until there was no other option, and then he got behind Trump. That's a fair point. You know, he he didn't do it just like uh, Tom Emmer and just like these other rhinos. Uh, The endorsements (laughs) that are coming out for Trump right now that's not because of MAGA patriots finally standing up. No, no, no. That's the that's the rhino politicians realizing, get on board or get run over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Tim Scott, he, he's got an interesting career. I've been doing a little more digging. He actually, uh, the first time he was elected to U.S. Congress, he beat Strom Thurmond's son uh, for that seat. Uh, and then, you know, just a couple of years later, Nikki Haley was putting him in the U.S. Senate. Uh, and to me, it just shows... No loyalty. And, you know, we could say, yeah, maybe it's principled for him not to get behind Rhino Nikki Haley. But there's a reason Rhino Nikki Haley chose him for the U.S. Senate in the first place. It's because they're of the same breed. 
Speaking of Tim Scott, congrats to him. His girlfriend accepted his I proposal. Know. Did he just get? Yeah. Is he really? Was yeah. Was he ever married before? Yeah, never been married before. You know, just like uh, How old just is like he? Lindsey Graham. I think he's probably 50, yeah. 55 maybe. <clears throat> wow. But yeah, he, he's got himself a new blonde, younger girlfriend. So it looks like <laughs> Tim Scott's happy. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't know. I have these thoughts going through my head when you're 50 years old and haven't been married yet. Um, so let's go into the, pull up the different groups in New Hampshire and how they're voting. The graphic I sent you, Dawson. This is fascinating. So between Trump and Haley, um, of all New Hampshire GOP voters, 64% who are registered Republicans say they're voting for Trump. Only 22 say they're going Haley. It's like a m- massive difference. Now, anyone can vote in these primaries, right? They're open primaries. Mm-hmm. Democrats actually do have something going on, okay? They're actually now trying to revive the Biden campaign with a write-in uh, campaign, which is yeah. hilarious to me. But, uh, you know, you literally have um, Dean Phelps putting all his eggs in that basket. So it's not going to be like there's a ton of Democrats coming over and voting in the Republican primary. Mm-hmm. When you go to registered undeclared voters, Trump's at 38, uh, Nikki Haley's at 48%, okay? One of the other big interesting ones to me was uh, if you go somewhat down to the bottom, moderate to liberal, if people are identified as moderate liberal, Trump only gets 29%. Haley gets 56%. Then if it's the question of Biden won due to fraud, 82% go Trump, whereas then Haley's at six. Hmm. So, you know, it's <laughs> it seems pretty evident that, uh, that uh, Nikki Haley's just, going to the new crowds of left-leaning voters, right? Mm-hmm. That's where her supposed votes are. So I almost think the polls might be off on this thing, and Trump will be even better than initially thought because when it really comes to voting in a primary, the people that are going to be motivated to do it are the people that go every time to the primary, right. right? Yeah, you know, the only thing with this one, too, is uh, the only reason why Trump might not perform to that maybe 60% level of uh, gain 60% in this uh, primary will be if uh, the Democrats show up and vote in the Republican primary. If a lot of Democrats do that, then maybe all of a sudden, uh, you know, things might be tilted. But uh, as you mentioned, that's because Joe Biden isn't participating in the New Hampshire primary. The Democrats have to go out and write him in on the ballot. How many Democrats are actually going to go to the Democratic primary to write him in? You know, a lot of people are starting to say Dean Phillips, he's been doing a lot of town halls. He's been doing a lot of things around New Hampshire. Maybe he has an actual chance, and I think a lot of these Democrats on the inside are saying to themselves, we don't want Joe Biden to be the nominee, and uh, try to find a more standard Democrat than Dean Phillips. He fits the bill perfectly uh, for you know what these uh, Democrats who want an excuse out of Biden are looking for. Uh, so I think he's going to overperform the expectations. Maybe Joe Biden will still win it, uh, but that Democratic primary, that's not a lock either. And that's also because, like we said, a lot of these Democrats might go out and vote for Nikki in the Republican primary, and they might be screwing Joe Biden in the process. You know, this is actually interesting. The number one thing tonight is to watch Trump win, okay? And then I think that clears the path, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Number two is how many people literally go there and write in Joe Biden. That, to me, is the big news story. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what that number is. Like, if I just handicapped it, I'm thinking... I really don't know. This is the big speculation. Mm -hmm. 20%? Yeah, maybe. I I don't know, but that's the thing. So, you know, these Democrats, they've been doing some polling. It shows that Joe Biden's at that, you know, 
60, 65% range. If his name is on the thing, yeah. Exactly. If his name's on the ballot, then that's probably where it would be at. But uh, the fact that people have to intentionally go and write him in, I I could see these Democrats going into the polls with the plan to vote for Joe Biden. And they look at all all, all these other options and they say, you know, maybe Joe Biden isn't the one for the job. Look at all these people who are stepping up to the plate. Uh, so I think that it's going to be a lot more competitive than uh, the media or the Democrats want us to think it's going to be. And, uh, you know, the media is not going to cover this thing effectively after it happens tomorrow. But uh, we'll see what goes on with that Democratic primary. I think Dean Phillips is, uh, you know, I saw one poll with him at 30, 35 percent uh, in New Hampshire. So if he's able to pull that off, that would be the upset of a lifetime. We've never seen, you know, uh, in, at least in recent history, we haven't seen a sitting president lose any primary uh, in any state. Uh, so the DNC, they're not going to even count these New Hampshire delegates. They're telling people this is a fake primary. It's not going to matter. Uh, the delegates are going to be disqualified, especially if Dean Phillips beats Joe Biden. They definitely won't count those delegates to the uh, DNC convention. So, But we better save our democracy. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, the Democrats need to destroy democracy to protect democracy. Yeah, that's that's right. their That's their ideology now. That's like the old uh, Paul Ryan uh, comment about capitalism. Yeah. This offends my principles, but I have to abandon my principles to save the free market system. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Got these guys. All right. Let's talk about politicians for a second. Bring up this graphic. This is really interesting. Um, this is, um, a tweet by Joshua Reed Eagle. Do you know who that is? I don't know who this guy I'm is. I'm not sure. He writes, Trump called Ron DeSantis a pedophile. Do you remember that story? Yeah, of course. Oh, is that because he was at the underage? Yeah, That's... yeah, because he was because he was buying booze for kids. That's not a pedophile. That's so crazy. That's so dumb. No, Did he really he, say he, pedophile. He was their teacher. He was. He yeah, was... but it's not a pedophile. I, Trump just insinuated that he might be oh. a gay pedophile. Oh, that seems. You know, Did he say the term pedophile? I I can't remember. You know, I I just remember. You know, he was showing all these pictures of DeSantis hanging out with these kids <laughs> while he's he's their teacher. They're you not know, kids. I, they're like. High schoolers. Were they actually high schoolers? Were yeah. They of age? Yeah. It was, I mean, no, they, they weren't of like age. Because a pedophile is someone who is attracted to somebody like prepubescent, actually, to be honest with you, a child, mm-hmm. which is really disgusting. That's why That's why, predator, that's well, why well, pedophiles maybe pedophile, need to be locked the hell up. Maybe pedophile isn't the right word, but whatever the, the pedophile word for teenagers is, I think that's Very what Trump in, was Definitely inappropriate, especially if you have a sexual relation. Illegal, but, I mean, my God. But I think he probably did allude to a pedophile. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's Trump- the thing. The students at that high school, Ron DeSantis, it was right after he left. Uh, you know, where was he at Harvard? He was at Yale. Yeah. Uh, you know, right after he finished up uh, there, where you know, so he gets the Ivy League education. He becomes a teacher. There's all these students that say he was a creep. There's all these students that say he was kind of a weirdo. There's all these students that say, uh, you know, th- this guy. You know, th- there's a lot of a lot of a lot of stories there. You know, it sounds like he wasn't just a normal history teacher. Well, but you know what? Thank you, Ron DeSantis, for endorsing Donald Trump. Happy to, happy to have your support. Um, should we read Brad's comment? Yeah. It's $5. We should make him up it. No, 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 no. Bring, bring him all in, even, <laughs> even when he's playing okay. cheapo. <laughs> he says, and Jesse wonders why DeSantis didn't give a glowing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's almost, you know, I mean, DeSantis wasn't exactly Mr. Nice Guy with Trump either. He was definitely more kick gloves than Trump was handling what were DeSantis. You, what were you going to so. say, Dawson? Um, I was going to say something about DeSantis being a creep, but I seem to recall Trump saying some not uncreepish things before he was president, like the 
Who was he even talking to when he said, grab him by the P word? Well, you can't say pussy on here. Okay, I can. Pussy, yeah. He said grab him by the pussy. That's a little bit creepish. I don't know. Some people were saying he's a creep. No, uh, that you know, was, uh, Dawson, you know that was a joke, right? Not, not, <laughs> you know that me. was a I joke. Would, well, I don't know if it was, sure yeah, it was a joke, but it was guy talk, right? Like, Yeah, it's still kind of creepy to the wrong Brad, people. What, what did Brad do? For the Jesse Tinfoil Club. There you Brad. go. Yeah, thank you. to pressure him. Yeah, look at that social <laughs> yeah. pressure. By the way, I don't care what they give. Uh, you know, there's no expectations. I feel bad because we keep talking about uh, we're on the streak of rumble rants and I appreciate you guys doing it. I feel bad like pushing it cause this is like all unexpected. So thank you very much, um, for doing that. Um, I forgot to say like, uh, this show, uh, that tells algorithm to share with more people. You guys know it. You guys are doing a good job. So I appreciate that. What the, are you saying? The new YouTube channel. We got to promote, we're going to have a new YouTube channel. So they go to just look up truth hurts show or what do they do? We're going to put a link. We're going to put a link. Make sure you like YouTube. So, you know, when you we took the show independent, um, it was never really an action for liberty show, but it kind of was, you know. So right now, um, this is a separate thing. We're, we're going to build this into something really cool. Hopefully you guys will like it. Truth hurts news. Um, but it's going to take some time, okay? And so one of the things we got to do is we got to move things over to a new YouTube channel. We're not all in on Rumble. It's never good to be all in on just one social media network. I will say Rumble just got Barstool Sports on board. So a pretty huge thing. So we like Rumble, but we still want to have stuff on YouTube. We're definitely not all in on YouTube because those guys have censored us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Tucker says locker room talk. That's what the grab him by the pussy comment was. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone oh, said that, that was Billy Bush, by the way. That was like George W.'s uh, nephew, I think. If someone said that about my daughter, I'd be pissed. He wasn't well, talking he wasn't about referring to a certain person. No. <laughs> I, I mean, Doss, no, I get it if you want to be offended, you know, but I mean, that, that was one of those things where not, it, it was like pussy. so obviously established. Hold on, hold on. We, got interrupted to, by yeah, a, we got interrupted. We got interrupted. Okay. Let's do this and then we'll um, get to He that. says, hearing there is a viral, viral outbreak in a homeless shelter in Minneapolis. Oh, that, that I'm not knowing, so let's uh, look. Homeless encampment, yeah, he look, said. Look this up. Hmm. What's the virus? Yeah, I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? No, no, no. I want to get to your point. What were you trying to say now? Were you offended by him making that comment? I don't have a pussy. I'm not offended. Yeah, but so. you were saying like if your daughter. Yeah. He wasn't even referring to a specific person. He was it was like locker room talk with a guy. Thought, listen, Not. Uh, that's why okay. he didn't end up costing Donald Trump much. Well, right. Because right. people kind of have a lot of empathy. Like, listen, and also it's I know that, I've said stuff around like the campfire with well, guys. Well, and it, it's that true that women out. throw themselves onto celebrities. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's, no, that's true. you know, it's not like that's a big shock or surprise. So. Of course, that kind of stuff was going on. Well, you've seen the video. There's a famous video of Trump. He's dancing with, like, these three gorgeous blondes, and he, like, pulls the one in, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, that's what happens when you're a celebrity. Women just throw the mess off at you. Not saying mm-hmm. that's not condoning it, right? Just saying that happens. So he's just, like, talking himself up. But, I mean, <laughs> it didn't cost him in the end because it's guy talk, right? Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate it gets out there. Yeah, it was a good not move not illegal Democrats. to be a player. Yeah. Not illegal to be, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Tucker says norovirus. They're already going to evict the place. Napkinate yeah. says they need to evict. Imagine paying property taxes with that happening. Mm. Dude, it's, I don't even know what to say. Which one is no virus? The uh, homeless encampment. No, 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 no. What, which virus is no virus? No real virus. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know either. We should, we should figure out what that is before we. Stomach flu. Hmm. Oh, I don't think we should okay. uh, <laughs> do medical research live on air. 
We'll have uh, Dr. Neil Shaw back on here. You, yeah, it's about yes, time. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Neil, get back on here. We need you. Tell us about these viruses. Yeah. All right. Uh, tr- let's go back to this um, tweet. This is pretty long. I don't know if it's a tweet. Looks like it's a tweet. Yeah, it's a tweet. It's blue check mark. Yep. Trump called Ron DeSantis a pedophile. Ron endorsed him. Trump demeaned Ted Cruz's wife. Ted endorsed him. Trump called Vivek Ramaswamy deceitful. Vivek endorsed him. Trump called Marco Rubio a scammer. Marco endorsed him. The GOP is plagued by weak men with no shame. It made up. It's made up of politicians who put their political careers above everything, including their personal honor and their oath to defend the Constitution. It's no wonder Trump had such a grip on the party. I think that's a damn good point. Honestly, if I'm if I'm telling you the truth, that is a great point. Mm-hmm. And I was someone sent this to us in a thread, and I I commented, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. If someone said that to me, I'd tell them to go f off, right? Yeah. But then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a second. Would Trump ever say that to a guy like me? He's saying it to the political types. Mm-hmm. These like swamp creatures, you know? And I guess you got to put, maybe you put Vivek in that category. I think what they said to Vivek wasn't the biggest thing, but, mm-hmm. but quite frankly, saying it to a bunch of politicians. I don't know. Would Trump say that to a normal upstanding person? Because if he would, a normal upstanding man would say, you can go F yourself. I'm not mm-hmm. endorsing this guy. This guy's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But he's saying to the worst scum of the earth who literally, it's a great point, they have no personal honor. Mm-hmm. Like after all that abuse that he did to Ron DeSantis, <laughs> for him just to come back, it's such a beta move. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, you know, that's the thing. I think DeSantis, he had he had leverage. He had he had the opportunity to you know try to get something out of Trump. He could have said, let's have a sit-down meeting. I'm going to force you to say that uh, you're not going to touch gun rights. I'm going to force you to say that we're going to make this and this change because of COVID. You know, DeSantis could have had an opportunity to really do something, but instead... You know, I think DeSantis looks so happy in that video where he was dropping out. The happiest I've ever seen him because, uh, you know, he it, it looked like the first time he could actually be relaxed a little bit. He was relieved that, okay, I don't need to keep this charade going on anymore. Uh, so, I, I mean, I kind of even agree with the tweet itself, too, because I look at it, too. I, I see these Tom Emmers of the world. I see all these different rhinos who are all getting out and endorsing Trump within the last couple of weeks. I just think, what a bunch of bitches. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, I, I think the same thing. I, I think... Uh, I would never endorse somebody who was saying very, very nasty, untruthful things about me. I mean, in some of those cases, it was true. Uh, some of the things he was saying about uh, some of those people that were listed on that uh, list there. Uh, but, you know, it just shows how weak these uh, politicians are in that it's all about power for them because uh, it's not even about, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, a backbone to stand up to any of these things. And DeSantis had the opportunity a long time ago to really try to make this campaign competitive DeSantis didn't want to make it competitive. He wanted to listen to his big donors. He didn't want to uh, be a grassroots candidate. He wanted to be a candidate propped up by the by the uh, super PAC puppets. Mm-hmm. So, th- you know, th- that's the campaign he decided to run. Gave us a great idea of what to expect in 2028 from him. And uh, I think he's probably burned every bridge, but I appreciate that he's gotten behind Trump because I think he knew uh, it was the right thing to do. He didn't want Nikki Haley to continue this thing. And uh, DeSantis also knew, and you know, I think I had even said on the show before, if DeSantis wants to save himself, drop out, endorse Trump. Now here we are, and you know, he, he's uh, still got some things to do and things to, uh, you know, uh, continue on in Florida. But uh, I think this was the first step he's got. He's got a few more steps to go through though before he's fully on uh, Team MAGA again. Yeah, I see Whiskey Tingle Fox Trek confirms it's a stomach bug. I don't know, is he? Uh biologist i don't know 
Base Minnesota said, so this Joshua guy basically just explained how politics have worked since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then North MN says, is this similar to talking bad about players on the other hockey team during the game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so see, K-Wall <laughs> for life, 99% of it is kayfabe. And yeah, kayfabe, oh, yeah. I, I hear that term in wrestling all the time. It's like a WWE thing. So yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, it, most of politics is professional wrestling. Most of the time yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It is, they're putting on a character, they're... Uh, you know, saying what needs to be said for the camera, and then as soon as the camera's off, they're they're best friends, they're good buddies with uh, the other side, they're uh, totally working together, and you know, it, it just shows how how these politicians really operate. You gotta read Billy's. Billy, I know Billy twenty two. I can hardly wait for um, and then GOP chair David Hahn to unite around Trump. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't wait for that endorsement. You should I can't start. Wait. You should start making a public call for that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Well, I, I get it. You know, he, he's got to be the chairman that you're not allowed to make an endorsement. You know, it's still down technically to Trump and Nikki, but uh, this should be the end of Nikki tonight. At least I'm hoping it's going to be. Uh, I don't know if you guys have predictions of what you think is going to happen. Like, you know, because in Iowa, the, the discussion was, is Trump going to get 50 percent? Now the discussion is, is Trump going to get 60 percent? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think Trump probably is going to reach right to that 60 percent mark. I'm guessing 60 percent Trump, 38 percent Haley. 0.5% Ryan Binkley and 1.5% for the others that, you know, cause Vivek and Mike you. Pence and Jesse, a couple of others. Don't ever stop. Of, of course <laughs> I, I got to throw Binkley in there. He's going to get that 0.5%. And uh, when it's, when Nikki Haley drops out, I'll still be saying that Binkley's still in the race, but uh, you know, but you know, the Vivek, uh, yeah, Asa, you know, you look at those others, they're still going to be on the ballot. They're going to take a certain <laughs> amount of votes, even if it's going to be minuscule. Uh, but that's going to happen, but I do think Trump is going to get over that 60%. Do you think Trump's getting 60% tonight? I, I, it's hard to tell because, you know, you look at the poll that shows internals and he does so well with the Republican, um, like registered Republicans. So I, I would make the argument, you know, my gut tells me he's going to be in the high 50s, okay? But I think there's a good argument to be made that he, he goes north of 60. If he goes mm -hmm. north of 60, it's just – an obliteration, but right now the polls show 20 points up. What mm -hmm. path is there for Nikki Haley? And this is where we want to go with the show today. Haley, my contention was Haley was going to do this for the long run because her handlers want somebody and there's anti-Trump. Okay. And we want to hear what you guys think in the comment section here. It, it, it's so easy to say that it's a totally different story when you look at what's going on in the ground, because there are actual human beings that are making the decisions, right? We are often act like there's these puppet masters and they're, they're pulling the strings. And yes, they, they are pulling strings of the politicians, but they're not pulling the strings of the people that decide in the end, right? Mm -hmm. This is like for you guys at home that maybe think that there's not much hope with politics anymore, that voting doesn't matter. It does matter. It really does. There's a lot of people trying to influence politics, interfere with an election, but in the end of the day, as long as we rise up and we continue to, to voice our beliefs, they can't overcome that, right? Mm. Unless they have some mind-controlling weapon, right? We still can rise up and be uh, very successful. And so you're dealing with real human beings. And if Nikki Haley comes out of here tonight, as we predict, with less than 20 points or 20 points less than or, or more than 20 points less than Trump, I don't know how to say it, what I'm trying to say just gets obliterated by Trump. It's just the natural ten tendency is people are going to continue going for the winner, the perceived winner. Mm -hmm. And he's out. Trump's 
literally, Nikki Haley can't do the, the media's ignoring Nevada, by the way. It's hilarious. Yeah. Nikki Haley, as you alluded to, can't actually get any votes in, in uh, Nevada. Mm-hmm. It's a caucus and a primary state, just like Minnesota. Yeah. But the caucus is what's going to matter. So Trump's already won Nevada. He's already 70 point. He's like a 70 point favorite in the L. Mm-hmm. So he's going to win Nevada. Then he's beating Nikki Haley in South Carolina, her home state. Yeah. So where is yeah. there a chance for Nikki Haley after N- New Hampshire? Right. She needed to win tonight. I'm not even sure that would have helped. Well, it would have helped, but it wouldn't have secured her victory. So she has no path forward. And so even though these handlers want her in for the long game because they are trying to get rid of Trump in many regards, when no one attends her rallies anymore, mm-hmm. she had a rally yesterday and some guy yells at her, will you marry me? And Nikki <laughs> goes, well, are you going to vote for me? And he goes, no, I'm voting for Trump. And she goes, you can get out of here. Like in wow. her own rallies. You got it. You can't even get all the people in your own rallies. Yeah. Those rallies won't even be attended. It'll be really sad. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, she has to drop out after tonight, in my opinion. Even though those people want to push her, there's just no path forward. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's either tonight or it's tomorrow that she's going to drop out. Because if she wants to go to South Carolina just to get embarrassed and lose in her home state, I right. think that is not going to be a good look, especially when you have uh, both senators. You have Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham. And then you got all these different representatives. Uh, Nancy Mace, who was like a never Trumper, Nancy Mace was super, super anti-Trump, but principally she's looking at the options and says, well, I guess Trump is better than Nikki. I can't believe we're at this spot, but that's where we're at. Uh, so even Nancy Mace is out there, uh, supporting president Trump. So, uh, it's already locked up and I don't think Nikki Haley wants to face the embarrassment of losing that badly in uh, her home state. All of these politicians act tough until the very last minute. All of them, even DeSantis was out there campaigning. Uh, Chris Christie was out there doing it too. They act tough and they'll say, I'm in it to win it. I'm going to the convention. And then the very next day they drop out. <laughs> and so that's going to be the case with Nikki. She might give a speech tonight that uh, makes her people feel hopeful. It's clear it's a two person race <laughs> right. tonight, guys. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Trump and Binkley. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, because that's the thing. Nikki, she's totally toast. She's totally done. Uh, and I guess, uh, last prediction do you think Dean Phillips will win tonight? Do you think Dean Phillips actually has a chance to beat Joe Biden? The interesting thing I think is, Biden's probably going to win, but I'm hoping Dean Phillips beats but Biden. But see, here's the thing is no one knows. Because, oh, we have to interrupt. Go ahead. JL Jess, $50, says, Howdy, Afrel, just jumping in to give you a rumble rant. Looking forward to seeing you on January 30th at the dinner. Keep up the great work. Nice. Oh, thank well, thank you. you. I have no yeah, idea who you. JL Jess is. I love it when we, you know, everyone's got these handles and we don't know who it is, but you're talking about a super secret meeting, by the way. <laughs> Very super serious. So I know what list you're on if you're coming to that meeting. You almost spilled the beans. <laughs> now, now people are going to wonder what that meeting is, but I can't tell people. It's super secret. I can tell you, Bridget. Don't worry about it. I think I got Jesse, actually, I need you. I think I know. You think you know? Jesse, I need you on the 30th. Will you be there on the 30th? No, you don't even know what My I'm talking about. My name is Jen. Yeah, we, we Sister's name is Mary. It. Oh, hey, Jen. I was <laughs> like, is it Jen? I do Jen know you're coming. Thank you so much. <laughs> Gotta love our people. We have the mm-hmm. best people on the planet. <laughs> uh, sorry if you guys didn't get invited. To that there's a reason. For, no, I'm just kidding. Um, now, now I'm in a really K-Wall be- says weird position. K Wall says double secret probation. <laughs> yeah, something like K-Wall, that. K Wall, I know you were invited to it, so don't even don't even say anything. Um, Ali Cass says about Nikki, she's waiting to see if Trump gets locked up. And Billy Twenty Two says no one attended Biden's rallies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean partially because of COVID. 
because remember his people thought well, they would die if they went outside, right? Mm. You know, although I would say tr he brings the energy. By the way, Trump's speech, some of his speeches in New Hampshire, some of the greatest ever. I mean, hilarious. That guy is so talented. Mm -hmm. um, I have no idea to answer your question because there's no polling. There's no reliable polling in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you go by the news stories. We're not on the ground in New Hampshire, nor would we spend the resources there. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I guess I could see I guess I could see him winning, but yeah, but there you know, I I know also, you know, there was that one story that was out there that said Dean Phillips holds event that nobody shows up to. And uh, you know, they they posted a picture of him looking real sad with his campaign bus and everything, but then, you know, you do a little bit of digging into the story and you find out he he was just uh he goes to another event. He he says, "Oh, I hear all these uh students are coming out. I'm going to bring them hot chocolate and coffee." Uh, they ended up going through a different entrance door. So, like, it was just like he was at the wrong place is all that happened. He was going to oh, meet really? a bunch of people, but uh, he was just in the wrong spot. So it wasn't like he held an event and then nobody showed up. It was just the media took the opportunity. Let's get a quick picture of him and let's run this story. And, you know, because that was, that's probably been the biggest story of his uh, entire campaign, which is, uh, you know, th that's a bummer. But, I mean, you got to take the news where you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good news story. No. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So here, here's where I want to go with this conversation and definitely want to hear from you guys at home. Okay. So the, the field's going to be cleared out tonight. Okay. Maybe Nikki waits till tomorrow, but we'll all know at some point tonight, New Hampshire is gone. Trump by big margin. There's no GOP competitors. They all suspended their campaigns, right? Which means you can unsuspend it. Okay. But something monumental will have to happen. So there are a lot of things that could happen here. We do know there's four cases, criminal cases. There's more cases. There's E. Jean Carroll or whatever her name is. What is her name? E. Jean? Yeah, E. Jean Carroll. Carroll. E. Jean Carroll. Crazy woman. Mm -hmm. um, but there's four uh, cases, four indictments, 91 charges against Donald Trump. Okay? They only need to get him on one charge. Right? The odds are they'll get him on one charge. Now, will that happen before election? Who knows? The odds in my opinion, are against that happening before Election Day, okay? All right, so um, let's ignore the big one that's probably been talked to death. The other one that, to me, seems possible is that the Supreme Court, the Supremes, the robed gangsters in the Supreme Court literally decide Trump can't be on the ballot. Because mm -hmm. people are like, oh, Trump's got three appointees on there, and you got Alito, and you got uh, Clarence Thomas. So you got the five. I know it's funny. John Roberts appointed by George W. Bush, but you just assume he's going to vote the wrong way on everything these days. Mm -hmm. So there's five to four court. And yesterday we just saw uh, that the Supreme Court rejected. No, not reject. That's the wrong term. Issued a restraining order against a TRO against uh, the state of Texas for enforcing the border. Right, this is a huge story. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the program. So, it, and that was Amy Coney Barrett that voted with the left wing of the court. Mm -hmm. So there's no guarantee that the court is going to allow Trump to be on the ballot. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's one big key thing. Here's another one. And I totally forgot to put this in the show notes, uh, Dawson. But there's a story that broke in New Hampshire of robocalls. And it's an AI-generated Joe Biden. Basically, mm -hmm. what did the message say? Did you read the story? Yeah, right. It said uh, 
don't vote in the Democratic primary. Instead, just wait until November. So, yeah, it was basically a robocall saying this is Joe Biden. Don't vote in the New Hampshire <laughs> Democratic primary. Uh, so, you know, and that, that's it's a really interesting thing, because if you look at Minnesota, for example, uh, we have an article about it from a while back. But, uh, you know, Walter Hudson had pushed a bill that was uh, going to make A.I., political speech illegal in the state of Minnesota. And, uh, you know, that that was a bill that was unanimously passed in the House, uh, unanimously in the Senate, except for Wiesenberg. Wiesenberg was the only one who voted against that bill uh, because it was going to be a violation of free speech. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because I'm not exactly sure how we want to legislatively attack the issue of AI, and I'm not exactly sure what the best way of solving it would be. Uh, but most of the time, at least for what's going on currently, usually you can tell if something's AI or not just by doing a little bit of digging. Uh, but this is a, an interesting situation well, where let's pull this up. robocalls, you? you know, a robocall is naturally going to sound robotic. So you're not thinking about it being AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is interesting, you know, who put this together? I'm not sure if we know the answer yet of who put this robocall together. But uh, obviously some bad faith actor who, had, who wanted to screw around and mess around with this primary. This is going to new... Uh, to NBC News, New Hampshire Attorney General's office says it's investigating in what appears to be an unlawful attempt at voter suppression after NBC News reported on a robocall in person named President Joe Biden that told recipients not to vote in Tuesday's presidential primary. Um, they actually have the audio here. Scroll down there, Dawson. Here's the audio. We think the odds are that there's not an ad on this thing. Yeah. A bunch of malarkey. Yep. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2 now. I mean, the victory for the Biden like administration. Biden. Now, yeah. they're really good with audio. They're also getting really good with video, too. Yeah, it was a little slow. You know, it was a pause. That's Joe Donald Biden. Trump. That is Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, that's Joe Biden. I don't know. I would be able to listen to, to that and probably know that this is uh, auto-generated and everything. It, yeah, it doesn't you're not seem... the average voter, Jesse. Yeah, I, and I imagine, yeah, you know, some old voters who just put the you know, a uh, home phone next to their ear, you know, they, they might think, you know, this sounds pretty real. Jesse, I would hear that and think that's real. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would think, I would think that it would make sense that that's a, a Biden uh, robocall, you know, but I mean, not necessarily the message, but uh, I could see them putting someone together like that where it's his voice, but correct. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty nuts because it sounds fairly realistic, but uh and, you know, the message is interesting to tell people don't vote in the Democratic primary because I think that the person who that helps out the most is Dean Phillips. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the only, you know, if, if they're convincing Biden people to sit this one out, and I'm sure there's going to be a few Biden voters who don't see the story that it was a robocall, uh, that it was AI. Uh, so th- they might just get that call and say, well, hey, Biden's telling me to skip it. I'm okay, not going. Okay, well, let me throw out a conspiracy. This yeah. is not vetted. This is just something I created on the spot. What if... The feds were behind this mm-hmm. so that there's an excuse why Biden didn't win mm-hmm. tonight. And it gives them a reason, the same thing with like the Patriot Act, to go really hard in the paint against the AI. Maybe. And yeah, I mean, they're definitely looking for an excuse for Biden, you know, for his results that are going to be coming in tonight because it's not going to be a good look for him. So, 
you know, it could very well be that they they want to use that as an example and a pretense, uh, pretext to, uh, you know, be able to put in the AI Patriot Act. So, uh, you know, maybe that is coming down the line. But, you know, that's the thing. We, we can't trust someone like Joe Biden, who doesn't even know the first thing about artificial intelligence to be trying to regulate it. That is not a good idea. And that's the same problem I have with the state of Minnesota. I look at all these legislators. I go, these people don't know what the hell they're talking about. I don't want these people making laws about this. And it's the same thing federally. So I hope they I hope that's not the case. Okay, so let me throw this at you. Now, this is not AI. This is the most ridiculous case ever, probably in the history of the world, ever, 100%. Okay, maybe I'm going a little too crazy on that. But this guy um, shares, he doesn't create, he shares this, uh, I guess you would call it a meme, saying, text your vote in for Hillary. And this is prosecuted in, I think, Manhattan, maybe it's Brooklyn, but somewhere yeah. in New York City. He's prosecuted and sentenced seven months in prison for basically what they call um, voter suppression. It was mm -hmm. a joke. It's Everyone could see it's a joke, but you don't get justice in Manhattan or New York City. Yeah. Keep saying Manhattan. Does that guy have a something. lot of following? Or was he yeah, just... he had a lot of following, but I don't know if it's necessarily politics. And oh. there's no even proof that it swayed any any certain person. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you literally think you can vote by texting, I don't think you should be voting. Honestly, yeah. right? What's the foul here? <laughs> so anyhow, that guy goes to prison. So they make a case out of something that's so ridiculous. A robocall, it's a shut, shut and dry case. So when you look at these laws, and I'm glad you brought that up, Minnesota does tackle law, and what was problematic about Minnesota's law, and we pushed back at Walter Hudson on this one, was that they combined um, fake, deep fake uh, sex videos with politics. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it was Those so broad. Those should not have been the same. Like, everyone agrees. Yeah, big problem with the sex video, right? Right. And, it, you know, all it said in the political section, it was so broad. It said, so quote, broad. like, uh, you know, could influence... The upcoming election you know so if anything can influence an election anything you know it just sounds to me like a court could interpret that to mean you know any kind of meme any kind of deep fake any kind of anything uh even if it's not intended to be for electoral purposes sometimes you're just making fun of a politician but uh it's just scary that that's the kind of anti-free speech things that they want to push and you know it, i know that ai is difficult but uh to know what we're looking at if anything's true but I'd rather have, you know, the dangerous freedom than, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, safe and secure and, uh, you know, tyranny. Because I'd rather have to be able to research and do my own uh, looking into things and figure out if something's real or not uh, than just having the government put in a blanket ban on this. Wouldn't that be a great name for a podcast, Dangerous Freedom? Has anyone <laughs> ever done that? That's pretty good. No, I don't know. Seth, I... I rarely use that term, and that's a great term, and I'm glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. I would much prefer dangerous freedom. Yeah. The, um, these these robocalls, I think, are really lame. A if they're using AI to do it, there are so many cooler things that AI can do. You could. That's where I'm going with this, Dawson. It, it exists right now. The technology to be on a phone, like receive a phone call, have Joe Biden say, "Hi, this is Joe Biden. Tell me your thoughts as a voter," and then you could be like, "Oh, I'm well, blah 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 blah." And then he will listen to that and respond to it like a human would. No problem. That's like super easy to do. Now you just yeah, put it through chat. Super GPT and much easier to catch. What? Much, much easier to catch in the act, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I think that this example of one is either just the beginning, but also really lame because it sounded dumb, too. It was like, why would Joe Biden say, don't go vote? Mm -hmm. What? Well, okay, well, obviously, 
<laughs> I guess it doesn't even matter because like most people that get that robocall, I don't know if they're going to question that. They just know that they were told something by person. By the way, think about this. Fucking Joe Biden says put on a mask, a cloth mask, and they all did it. Mm-hmm. So they have huge faith in authority figures. Why wouldn't they follow the orders to stay at home? I'm sure some stupid people would, yeah. Definitely. Look at how many people wear masks, cloth masks on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're rule followers. They, I mean, that was one of the old things about conservatives. They were more closely the rule followers. The traditional leftists used to be more anti-authoritarian. Mm-hmm. They used to rage against the machine. Now they're raging for the machine. What well, do you I mean, say, Bridget? I, think I was that, just going to read Brad's comment. It's just interesting yeah. how many jobs AI is going to replace. He said, Dawson is correct. We are, we are in testing with an AI to answer all of our inbound office calls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. That's all those great, people. That, they're thinking the same like, thing with like fast food that I've seen. You know, yeah, they, they put out those uh, yeah like robots to take people's orders instead and. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely happening. And then when the automated driving comes out all the way and the truckers will lose their jobs. Yeah. And, no, the freaking you know, machines I, are going to take over. I'm telling you what. Maybe. Here's where I was going with this, guys, okay? they is. Can we just all agree, and I want to hear what you guys think at home here. Can we all agree that there are very powerful forces that don't want Donald Trump in the White House? Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. kind of scary. Really don't want it. Okay. Can we also agree that those powerful forces are already interfering with election. Can we agree on that? Is this mm-hmm. controversial? Dawson, you're more of the neutral ground here. I mean, are they all, I guess it kind of depends. Cause isn't that like what a campaign is, is saying don't. Oh, uh, sorry. Let me, no, let me rephrase. The, the courts are interfering. Yeah. Powerful forces inside of our government or at least government structure. Can we agree that they're at least interfering already in this, this election? Like the criminal prosecutions, like no one has ever been, no former president's ever been prosecuted for a crime. And now uh, Donald Trump's being prosecuted for 91. Can we agree that that is coming from some powerful forces and in our government? Trying to take him off the ballot. If that's trying to take him off the ballot, manipulate the election, then I don't know what can is. You, can you concede and at least agree with me on that, that there are powerful forces in our government? 2016, yeah. or, I'm sorry, 2020. We had the FBI literally talk to social media saying, bury this Hunter Biden story. It's fake news. I can I can agree that it's interfering, but okay. I can't agree that it's unjust. People in the comments are saying yes, 100% yes. I'm not saying, yeah, obviously you guys do. Dawson, I'm trying to trying to shape the young minds of uh, the next generation here. He's just playing the deep state role here. Okay, so if we can agree on that, and we know AI has amazing ability... I mean, this might have been just a testing ground right here. I think there is a good chance that the intelligence apparatus does a deep fake as the October surprise. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's some comment that will be attributed and the media will fall for this. Right. They'll they'll be they'll be pushing each other out of the way just to get this to the newsroom. That Trump said something that's going to crush his campaign. But you think they're going to use AI? Is that what you're just saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That they're going to attribute some comment, maybe some video, of Donald Trump and sink him. And what's really interesting, I love how you bring up like the Minnesota legislation. Mm -hmm. They might even put this on some poor sap or a couple people. They might actually get them to do the work 
And just like in Gretchen Whitmer, the apparent assassination attempt on Gretchen Whitmer, the feds and January 6th, if we're being perfectly honest, will be pushing this to happen with mm-hmm. suspects that they're going to frame for, right? So they're going to push this thing onto the American people with l- very limited time for this to come out as, you know, artificial intelligence. I mean, Trump won't be able to respond in enough time and enough of the news media will run it and it could sink the election. And I don't know what that is. I mean, you know, with Trump, it's going to have to be something that probably takes hurts the independent voters in a segment of his base that demoralizes them, mm-hmm. like some kind of comment or some statement. You don't think there's like a COVID point two or something like that coming instead? That's hard to do. I mean, yeah. I, I agree that that's a Not potentiality. Not COVID, but like something that they're brewing up. Mm-hmm. But just think about like how easy it would be to just plant some comment video or statement on but with that many diehard trumpers i guess i mean there are a lot of diehard trumpers would be, like they fall for that I've, maybe I've, not the diehard trumpers but you, you but there's a lot of everything comes thing, down to the we're, margins we're so here. skeptical now so that like yeah. you, you know if we saw no, we're some not video, skeptical yet well i mean we are 20 yeah, you know, yeah we are yeah yeah, yeah. We're yeah. Not but, you know that's the thing so like you know in the situation where they try to push some deep fake fake ai uh video of trump I think a lot of us would already, you know, like our alerts would be up. Yeah, we'd mm-hmm. already be like, this is fake. We'd call it fake before we know, uh, just to be sure. Because, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it'd be tough to pull off. But, I mean, you know, you can't put anything past these Democrats. I mean, they'll sit there and lie about Trump on every little thing. They don't care how much they're lying. They just uh, they just hate him so much that they think it's justified. What does Brad have to he say? He says, Jake is the newest member of the Jesse Tinfoil Hat Club. <laughs> um, who are these mysterious forces? Brad, stop See, Stop talking about... Wait, what well, did you, you say, Dawson? I said, thank you, Brad. That's no, kind of what I'm No, no, bullshit, Brad. <laughs> Calling you out on this one, Brad. Stop getting your notes from CNN here. Yeah. <laughs> who are these mysterious forces? I don't know. 2020, a fully legitimate story. The Hunter Biden's laptop was recovered by some tech service. And it's got all this incriminating evidence on it. And 51 intelligence officials, including two former CIA directors, say this is Russian disinformation. Who are these forces? I don't know. Let's look at those guys. Those 50-some people that wrote that story. Like, this is literally happening to us. So why would they just create a deep fake? It just seems so obvious to me that that is in, like, in their whole hand of cards one of the easiest things they could do. And it would probably work. I think that more likely than that is just a good old-fashioned assassination. <laughs> That's what North but yeah, but says. Assassination makes... No, that wor- works against them because then the assassination makes Trump a martyr. Yeah. So? Right, but, but then, but then the movement moves... The movement's yeah. really... Like, Trump says this. He's like, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you, but and I'm just staying in the way. It's true. If to? you make him a martyr... The MAGA movement grows even larger who, than if Trump gets back. Gonna that or, but it Trump could is, also split. You know, without Trump, you know, Trump is the unifying factor for MAGA. You know, th- right. that's what that's what MAGA can all say. Okay, this is the first thing we all agree to is Trump. Uh, and without mm-hmm. Trump, you know, things would get pretty split up pretty quickly because you know we see that. You know, you look at the House of Representatives. You look at the difference between a Matt Gates and a Thomas Massey and a Chip Roy and a Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, if there wasn't a Trump. You know, all, all these people would be going in all their different ways. You know, the the uh, grassroots conservatives would, you know, kind of uh, unless we could find someone else to unify behind. 
Uh, but that well, would be very difficult. You don't have to difficult. always unify behind one person, Jesse. It Sometimes work that it's way. just it's just the easiest way, you know. Sure, it's easier. Well, once but you got a guy at the top that you're like, okay, this is a guy we can all trust. Let's run with that. Uh, but without, but they're without all going to still be pledging allegiance to Donald Trump, the martyr, right? right? But but then the problem is, you know, if you don't have a leader, you have an anti-leader. So you know, it's basically just uh, that you're opposed to whatever the Democrats are pushing. No, at that I don't. Point. I don't. I don't want his money. Take that money. Put, <laughs> put that money back. You I don't want Brad Gantz's money. <laughs> Ten dollars. I'm going to read it. The truth is, with a little thought and investigation, we know who these mysterious forces are. Oh, yeah. yeah. I owned you, Brad, and now you're coming back. Oh, yeah. You were just playing <laughs> devil's advocate there. Nice try. That's, guess, that, refund his money. I don't want his $10. <laughs> Can you do that? Do I we, want not, his, we don't know how I to want do that. $10. Sorry, Brad. I guess, guess we have to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, Trump, the, the reason that Trump's doing so well is because he sold himself as like he's the reason that the MAGA movement exists right and that's like the one rallying thing that they all have together if Trump is gone what are they going to go to Nikki Haley what are they going to go to freaking Ron DeSantis when it, he comes but, back but, in but it it puts him on this pedestal that he'll never achieve yeah because it'll be so obvious that his views and his what he represented was so powerful they had to kill him for it to, so to it does those... not work assassination doesn't work I've long argued I don't know if you can threaten Donald Trump with assassination. I would think they'd go after his family. That's how you get him, mm, right? Yeah. I I I still think that assassinating Donald Trump would be their first play because I mean, even if he is a martyr, you can't have a martyr as president because he's he's dead, he's gone. Yeah, but I think they're Look, more I've worried out, about the years out. of what that movement in my in my Entails. time in my time around, I've carried out my fair number of assassinations, and it's just how it works. <laughs> That's how it ends up going. Well done, well done, Dawson. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, certainly assassinations, and I do want to hear what you guys think at home. But I do think assassinations got to be on the table of what they could potentially do. Definitely. But to me, it's like that's that's a big one. Like of- when they stage assassinations for JFK and RFK. These are these are tough things. There's a lot of resources that go into the cover up. If it was AI generated October surprise, not a lot of stuff okay. that needs to be done. By AI way, generated. I thought of this theory this morning, so don't don't come at me like this is something that was well thought out. I'm just throwing <laughs> things out there. I read the story about the robocalls. I go, geez, this is probably the feds. <laughs> you want a you want a really big brain fart? Yeah, or go ahead. Brain blast, whatever. Brain blast. Imagine Donald Trump gets assassinated, gets deep faked. Gets his AI voice replicating him throughout the rest of his his thing, whatever. And then way before the the actual election happens, comes out that he died of natural causes, and they have a fake body and everything. You can have someone. Yeah, living. I mean, if that's going to happen, they're going to do that with Biden. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I mean, it'd be way more likely that they're they that they, yeah that they're rolling out a fake Biden. You know, I mean, I I used to see those uh you know pictures and videos like back in 2016 of like. Look, Hillary has a body double, and then you come to find out she actually does have a body double. And uh, you know, her body double used to have a profile on Facebook and everything. I found it before it ended up being deleted, and uh, so you know, this kind of stuff's out there. I wouldn't be shocked if Joe Biden has a body double that you know goes to different things or has to poses him for different events. You know, if you're the president, sometimes you got to be multiple places at the same time, and if you don't need to speak, you know, you can just sit there and 
you know, you know, and plus you got to look at the ears. That's right. The, that's well, the and, key. And, but the body double also, you know, it's like, you know, Joe Biden's going to fall asleep no matter where he's at anyway. So the body double, what an easy job. You know, you just go to go to some speech, fall asleep. You know, it's it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, Joe Biden's body double is just two pillows under the. the, the <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What other story do we want to talk about? Yeah, the th- Texas- this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing is pretty interesting. Yeah, let's, go uh, that. Yeah, let, let's pull up that video one. there. Uh, line 11, Dawson, uh, because. Uh, Mike Johnson is now getting threats for Marjorie Taylor Greene for him to be vacated as speaker because of the deal that he pushed where he is attaching the Ukrainian money to the border deal. And, yep, that's the video right there. So uh, I said we check this out and hear what okay, Marjorie Taylor Greene has to I say. I haven't seen this yet, so I'm kind of curious. Let me get your take on this spending uh, conversation taking place over the weekend. We just heard from Senator Mike Lee. He doesn't have any text yet in terms of a spending deal. You said you were willing to go to the mat and vacate the chair. Fire House Speaker Mike Johnson if, in fact, he agreed to another continuing resolution. Where are you on this? No, I, I said that if he made that border deal, where if he if he passes that Senate border deal or so-called border deal, it's really an amnesty deal where Democrats are going to bring in millions and millions of illegals and turn them into Democrat voters. That's their plan, is to replace Americans with millions and millions of illegal aliens. And it upset me so much that this is the deal that Republicans and the Senate are making, and they want to do this in exchange for $60 billion more dollars for Ukraine. Maria, our, our country's broke. We're like a corporation on the verge of bankruptcy with, with $34 trillion in debt. The border crisis is, is a national security crisis that has Americans everywhere. It doesn't matter how they vote. Americans everywhere are sick and tired and fed up with it. And we could talk about the numbers and we could talk about all the things that produce daily outrage. But the real situation here is if the Republican Speaker of the House and any Republican or really anyone elected to serve in the United States Congress should be supporting, protecting America's national security interests, and they Mm. would never vote for that deal. And that's why I told Speaker Johnson, if he made that deal in exchange for $60 billion for Ukraine, I would vacate the chair, and I still stand by those words. Okay. Well, he seems to be throwing Interesting cold water. stuff. What do you think at this point? Yeah, and, you know, there's one more thing they say after that where basically uh, unless migrant uh, – and what's a part of this uh, package deal where uh, you are not allowed to uh, try to start deporting any of these illegals uh, unless you have – for seven days straight, 5,000 people coming across the border illegally every single day. So only in that kind of situation can ICE actually try to mitigate this problem. Uh, and it shows how weak Mike Johnson is, because if that's the deal, that he's uh, able to negotiate with Biden and Schumer, it shows me how weak and pathetic he is. Because if I was the Speaker of the House, there would be a whole new set of negotiations where we're not even talking about a continuing resolution. There is zero continuing resolution that's on the table with me. Uh, and it sounds like that's probably about the same case with uh, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and some of these others. Uh, because what you need to do is single-issue bills, and uh, you need to secure the border. You can't be sitting there giving all these uh, Democratic priorities what they want, uh, because the Democrats, you know, there's a reason why all the Democrats were supporting this bill. There was only two Democrats in the House who voted against this bill. And then when you look at, uh, you know, the Republicans who vote against it, uh, there was a hundred and some odd number. I uh, got to say... For Minnesota, Tom Emmer voted for it, but uh, Finstad, Fishbach, and Stauber all voted against it, which was, I was surprised to see, oh, okay, I guess they're taking the right vote, but, uh, you know, it's it's all because they see it as politically advantageous, they, they're they uh, voting the right way because 
They know that the voters are paying attention to them. They are scared as hell about a primary or anything coming after them because they know they're rhinos. Well, I mean, uh, Fishbach actually has a primary challenge. Right. Yeah, yep. so, Steve Boyd on the podcast. So. Yeah, and that's right. So I think that, you know, maybe some of these other, uh, the Finstads, the Stoppers, they might say, well, we don't want Fishbach to have to stand alone on this. We'll, we'll split up our votes here so that we can all explain what we're doing here. Uh, but, yeah, th- my perspective is uh, I think it's about time that Mike Johnson gets removed as uh, speaker. He has had two opportunities to negotiate some of these uh, continuing resolutions. He has failed both times. Chip Roy has also talked about vacating the speaker. Uh, it might be a whole different set of players. I know Matt Gates probably isn't thrilled about what's going on in D.C. either. Uh, Mike Johnson has proven himself to not be a very effective leader. Uh, he's allowed for you know the caucus to remove George Santos. They've lost numbers since he's been the leader. And uh, Ann McCarthy's gone too. So yeah, Ann McCarthy's gone, and I think another guy had resigned too to uh, become a university president. So uh, he hasn't done a good job of convincing them to stay in Washington D.C. to finish their job to do what they're supposed to do. And I, I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene is right to say that we need to vacate him when he's attaching these bills. That when you're attaching the border to the uh, Ukraine spending, how are you supposed to have an honest conversation about things when you have? Five, ten, twenty different bills all on the same vote. It's not a good way of doing business. Uh, Mike Johnson has failed us. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to get him out of there. Let's talk about the border. This is a story from the Austin American Statesman. Uh, this is not over. Greg Abbott, Ken Paxton react to ruling on Texas razor wire on border. I'm sure a lot of you guys know the story at this point. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Attorney General Ken Paxton are weighing in after the U.S. Supreme Court decided in a 5-4 ruling that the Biden administration could authorize the removal of razor wire barriers installed by Texas along the border with Mexico. Okay, basic story here, right? Uh, Texas, which has the longest border, right, with Mexico, literally says, you guys aren't doing the job, you're not protecting the laws of the land, and therefore we're going to enforce it, and he activates the Texas National Guard, okay? They put up wires, and the Supremes say at least in a temporary restraining order that those wires can be removed by the Biden, administ- Biden administration, by the, by the border patrol, which is under the mm-hmm. guidance of the Biden administration talking to X formerly Twitter. Abbott said the approach was an quote effective deterrent, despite the Eagles pass area where 29 miles of fencing was set up as it, at his order, seeing a surge of migrants in late December and early January. Do I need to tell people how bad the border is? I think you guys all understand at this point, like I think of us here in um, Minnesota, the border is just not a huge issue usually. I don't talk about it too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I actually served on the U.S.-Mexican border. You guys know that? No. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the uh, in 2006, I was on the U.S.-Mexican border. Sorry, 2007. 2007. Mm-hmm. This was under Bush uh, mm-hmm. in the Army, Las Cruces, New Mexico, not Texas, mm-hmm. but. Um, and yeah, it was under Bush where issue. the Department of Homeland Security was uh, established. Yeah, it would have been. I, and was, was uh, ICE or whatever the immigration force at that time, was that under DOD? No, 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 no. It was, this was a George W. Bush thing, activating guard to supplement Border Patrol to mm. help secure the border. Okay. Oh, okay. So I've actually literally been on the border. Um, so I know the situation. I was in the high crossing area. Las Cruces was at that time wasn't big. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow. I don't talk about the issue too much because we're like migrants are they're like they get up to Missouri and they're like, oh, it's starting to get colder. And then they go to Iowa. They go, it's really cold. They go, 
Yeah, those lakes are frozen. We're not going any further, right? So we, we don't deal with this as much. Brad Ganser, Jake, your trip to Tijuana does not constitute border service. <laughs> By the way, uh, as an officer, I actually had it pretty good uh, when I was down in Las Cruces. By the way, also the Bears were in the Super Bowl. Just imagine the world that I'm in. I hadn't seen the Bears in the Super Bowl since I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I get activated to go down to the border when the Bears make the Super Bowl against uh, uh, the Colts. And then, of mm-hmm. course, lost. Mm-hmm. Despite getting the opening kickoff. Devin Hester mm-hmm. ran back the opening kickoff. What a game. <laughs> uh, Paxson added that the decision allows Biden to continue his illegal effort to aid the foreign invasion of America. That's what is going on. It's a foreign invasion. So this is a this is actual tweet from uh, Attorney General Ken Paxson. The Supreme Court's temporary order allows Biden to continue his illegal effort to aid the foreign invasion of America. The destruction of Texas's border. Shoot, I clicked on the link and now I lost it. Oh, let me go back to the original story. The destruction of the Texas border barriers will not help enforce the law or keep American citizens safe. This fight is not over, and I look forward to defending defending our state's sovereignty. Okay, so here's the question I have. If they're already not following the feds, right, why are they going to follow nine robed gangsters? Actually, mm-hmm. in this case, five robed gangsters. Like, why? They're already saying, federal government, screw you, we're enforcing the border. I have no idea where this thing goes. Yeah. But we got a showdown right now on the Texas border. Mm-hmm. And good for them. And this is what I brought up last week in the show about why I'm optimistic on the future. Is when we rise up like voices of common sense, whatever the hell you want to call our movement. I usually call it liberty movement. But mm-hmm. nowadays it's like the common sense movement. When we rise up and activate ourselves, like get mobilized, like going to the caucus here in Minnesota on February 27th, mm-hmm. big things can happen. You can stand up to the federal government. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you shouldn't have these Ivy League lawyers who are wearing robes determine what's going on on the border. Mm-hmm. That's not the job of the Supreme Court, by the way. People think that it's supposed to just determine the constitutionality. That wasn't what it was initially chartered to do mm-hmm. so you know it's i have no idea what the play is going to be in texas but this thing is not over and we'll be on this story a lot i'm sure in the next couple of months and it's going right. to play out to election day for sure and you know it, it will be interesting to see if they decide to abide by what the uh, supreme court had said because you know I, the only time i can think of i'm just trying to think historically when it, when can i think of a time where uh, the Supreme Court ruling was made and then it wasn't abided to. Uh, I remember Andrew Jackson had, uh, you know, uh, gone against what the Supreme Court had ruled as far as, uh, you know, removing and relocating Native American tribes. Uh, so, you know, that was one of those things where it seemed as if Andrew Jackson just pushed ahead his agenda and didn't care. Uh, but one point I want to make about the razor uh, wire is, uh, do you remember, they had razor wire surrounding our Capitol building after January 6th. <laughs> so they have razor wire, you know, for against our own citizens to keep us out of the people's house, but it would be inhumane to put that on our southern border. It would be inhumane to use that against illegal immigrants. You know, it just shows that, you know, it's it's rules for the citizens, and then they let these illegals get away with anything. So That's I, a I think really, these, really good right, point, Right, because Jesse. they use this razor wire against the people, but against mm-hmm. uh, against illegals, oh, no, no, that's inhumane. I mean, what a joke. It shows you that these politicians, the Great Replacement Theory, 
isn't a theory. It's real. It's That's gotta what be doing. what's happening. It, you can't explain this any other way. Like they are bringing, allowing this to happen. Yeah. It's sad. It's really sad. And, and Mike Johnson is partially to blame too. You know, it's, yeah. it's a lot of these Republicans, uh, anyone who voted for that continuing resolution that funds the government up until, uh, I'm not sure if it's February or March, but, uh, whenever it is, you know, whoever voted for that, they're rhinos. They're guilty of this because, uh, you know, we can't allow our country to continue to go this way. And what's the point of having a Republican House if it's for nothing? A couple of the headlines I want to get through. Uh, this is from the Daily Wire. Uh, the FBI said there were pipe bombs on January 6th. Evidence points to a cover-up, Congressman says. They're quoting Thomas Massey here. Mm-hmm. Democrats have strained to make the case that January 6th was a violent insurrection, even resorting to false claims such as that police officers were murdered to make their case. But they have gone out of their way to avoid one incident that would seemingly best make their point. The two purported pipe bombs outside the Democrat National Committee and the Republican National Committee. Now a Republican lawmaker who poured over thousands of hours of video footage and other evidence from January 6th alleges that the bombs may have been planted with the involvement of law enforcement. He believes Democrats have backed off from the incidents for fear that the truth would be discovered. Quote, this is an ongoing cover-up at this point, said Representative Thomas Massey a member of the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. If there were indeed two operable pipe bombs, that would be the biggest threat that existed on January 6th. It doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't be prompting, I'm sorry, promoting that threat to advance the narrative unless they had something to do with the pipe bombs and they're trying to memory hole the whole thing to avoid embarrassment. What the hell do you make of that story? <laughs> I mean, this is kind of breaking because apparently mm-hmm. it was just released yesterday that there was video that was withheld from the january 6th committee so my god mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i mean are we ever going to learn all the story behind january 6th i don't know if we'll ever get all of it but i mean you know now that republicans have taken the house it looks like we're making some steps and uh they're able to uncover some of the things and i appreciate what uh thomas massey is putting out there because this would be a huge story if there were pipe bombs going to bomb the rnc going to bomb the dnc that's a huge story and, uh, you know, that would be a perfect example of domestic terrorism. That would perfectly fit the definition. Uh, but there's a reason that it was suppressed. We don't get to fully know exactly why it was suppressed, but there's obviously a reason why the media mm-hmm. didn't find any interest in this, uh, w- whether that's because it was going to be by actors who were set up to go there by the government, whether it's uh, because it was, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to guess too much, but I mean, there's obviously some reason that they covered this up uh, because if it wasn't, you know, if this was a Trump person, if this was a MAGA person who was going to blow up the RNC and the DNC, we would have heard nonstop about it uh, ever since it happened. But since we haven't, there, that means there's more to the story. Remind me to show you after the show this meme I've got on Jan 6. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I cannot do it on air. Mm-hmm. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't let me forget Sounds Last good. story I want to cover. Biden PAC pays $1 million to social media influencers. And and uh, you were pushing back on me on this story, Dawson, so I'd yep. love to debate you on it. Okay. So uh, apparently the Biden PAC, what is this one called? This is from Post Millennial. By the way, is Post it? Millennial is killing it, man. I love – I'm getting st- – well, by, by the way, Tucker, Tucker who helps share some stories with us, um, is uh, sharing that a lot. I mean, they are killing it. I'll just put it that way. Um, let's see here. I hate the ads, though. Don't you just hate ads? It has been revealed that the pro-Biden super PAC, Priorities USA, has handed out $1 million to content creators on TikTok in order to reach young voters. 
The effort has been part of a larger Democrat strategy to get young voters to the polls in battleground states, according to reports from Politico. Priorities USA is spending $1 million for its first ever creator program with over 150 influencers on the social media platform. I just think, I'm just going to put it this way. Is there a more disgusting thing out there than getting paid to promote a freaking candidate? Yeah, you know, that's the thing. It reminds me of what they did with Fauci and uh, COVID and everything because there were a bunch of social media influencers who were being paid to promote the vaccine, who were being paid to... uh, promote masks and social distancing and all that like you know i remember there was this one guy i used to watch his video you know it's all like comedy stuff it's all just funny stuff and then you could see he got some big bucks because all of a sudden he's got this fauci interview and it's like where did this thing come from Mm -hmm. so i know that uh you know it's very prevalent i know that the government is always looking to buy out uh some of these social media people some of these tiktok stars because then uh they can co-opt them they can use them for whatever you know message they want to use them for and, you know, they know that a lot of the people who are making TikToks, they're people who crave attention. They're people who crave uh, approval. They're people who want to, uh, you know, who don't necessarily have a whole lot of strong opinions for themselves because what are they trying to do? They're trying to impress the general public. And you don't impress the general public by, you know, individual creative thoughts. What you do is you go with the fold. You go with the mold. And uh, so, you know, it's it's a big move for them to do it. It's you know, they're, they're going to be hopefully it's all going to be a waste of money. And I hope that the propaganda doesn't uh, doesn't work for people, because I think that most people it's it's you know, what what kind of propaganda do you have to be putting out there for Joe Biden to convince people that Joe Biden is good? That's going to have to be the best propaganda ever uh, to be able to convince anyone of that. So that's the problem with endorsements. They're so disgusting because there's usually some quid pro quo behind them. And in this case, just yeah. freaking paying them. But where am I going wrong in this, Dawson? I I don't think that there's anything immoral about campaigning, right? That's I mean that's. I'm what not he's making doing. the argument necessarily against the uh, super PAC. I'm saying it's disgusting that these these social media influencers, not that these are like some high high moral characters in the start, right? Um, probably half of them have OnlyFans, right? I have no idea. I don't even know who these people are, to be quite frankly. I, I saw the first name, um, and I didn't even recognize that name. But I'm not even on TikTok, so and it's not an age thing, in case you guys go that route. It's just I hate China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 42-year-old Latori Store. Do you know who that is? No, I've never heard that name before. Jack Doyle. Oh, no, that's a priorities. Um, well, that was, only one, that was the only TikToker that they had on there. Latori Store. S-T-O-R-R. So, I mean, I just learned who the hell Destiny was the other day, right? Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. know the leftist influencers. Mm-hmm. But see, it's more, what are you if you're just going to sell out and push some candidate? I mean, they're like, probably... Like, if yeah, you really believe in Joe the candidate... Biden, you know, it's, that's the thing. It's not like they're excited and they can't wait to vote for Joe Biden. Right. It's not a natural thing. It's not like they're, you know, well, it's not like they, they, they've well, been drawn into Joe Biden. No, it's they hate Trump. And they're willing to take some money well, for what's it. What's saying that they don't love Joe Biden? Huh? Why? Because but, nobody see, loves Joe Biden. With I mean, money, then. I mean, how many people actually think Joe Biden is a great president? I think if you looked at the poll numbers and you ask the Democrats, how many of you know, if you ask the Democrats, rank Joe Biden's presidency on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I I don't think you're going to be getting a whole lot of tens. I think a lot of them would be saying five, six. And that's good enough for him, you know. But a lot of the Democrats, they don't love him, uh, especially the young people. I think if you ask young people how many of them actually like Joe Biden, how many of them actually think he's done a 10 out of 10 job, 
I think you'd be struggling to find any of them that, unless they're being dishonest and being, you know, propagandized. That it, that'd be an interesting poll to see, but whether or not we think that people love Biden or not, I don't think that that, I don't think that we can know. I, I mean, we, we could easily look it up. And uh, it goes without saying that Biden has the lowest approval ratings of any uh, sitting president at this time in history. Uh, so, so there's that. And then on top of that, uh, I think it goes, you know, there's no doubt about it that if you look at someone like Barack Obama compared to Joe Biden, who was more popular within the Democratic Party during their presidencies? Of course, Barack Obama, because the Democrats had faith in him and the Democrats saw hope. They saw that this guy was competent. They thought that this guy was good and, uh, you know, representing them on the world stage. They knew the guy was, uh, you know, representing what they believed in press conferences. Joe Biden, they have no idea what Joe Biden's about to say in press conferences, so they're nervous. Uh, and, you know, the only reason they're behind him is because of Trump. Uh, and, you know, like, I, like I'm saying, there's very, very few people in the world that are actually big Joe Biden supporters. The only people are the people that have known him for the last 50 years in Delaware. I guess, you know, it's, it's such an interesting concept because I guess I don't know their platforms here, you know. Maybe, maybe they're just corporate shills and they're pushing anything you know like for me travis kelsey you know doing the pfizer thing how well thought out was that by him mm. did you see the paycheck it's like i don't i don't really i'm trying to think back because i've never been interested in politics really but like going back and thinking about like disney channel or something like that nick jr or whatever when i was a kid i would see a lot of ads with michelle obama on him because she was like you know all the school stuff and yeah but that's like pushing a you know charitable cause that's right so but i'm trying to remember if there was anything like that with obama instead of michelle obama or with barack obama instead of michelle obama well in that case it's like they're using their uh star capabilities yeah. to influence a charitable thing which i think is fine but this is like influencers trying to say you should vote for a candidate. Yeah, and, you know, if you look back at that 2007 Democratic primary, I mean, like, Obama had a whole lot of online support. You know, th like, he had the natural online support because the, you know, the online Democrats and liberals, they were saying, well, let's not put Hillary in there. You know, if we have the choice between a cool black guy and Hillary, let's choose the cool black guy. And so that's where a lot of the Democrats came down. Uh, the young people were, you know, Obama was uh, kind of the first social media candidate because he was getting a lot of attention mm -hmm. online because he wasn't always getting all of the mainstream media at that time at the very beginning but then the mainstream media realized you know oh this guy's willing to play ball this guy's going to do whatever we tell him to so uh they accepted obama into the fold uh but in the very beginning there you know him and mike Ravel and a couple of these others they were kind of the online candidates and you know we see that go on later on with you know people like andrew yang and then uh people like vivek uh, so some of it still continues on. But, you know, Joe Biden, he has no legitimate online grassroots support. The only people that are doing that are the people who know they're lying. They're, they're not actually enthusiastic about Joe Biden. Uh, the, the only people that are like that are the people who are, uh, you know, pushing that message, knowing what they're doing. It's not genuine. Yeah. And, and honestly, even if you were genuine, you like them. I still think the, the money kind of muddles it up. I mean, look, yeah. our sponsors, I believe in. You know, they help pay for the show. We got costs here, so that's good. Maybe it's just the audience. Like, I couldn't, in good conscience, on this show, ever get paid to promote a candidate. But that's maybe because we're a political show, and that's the way I look at it, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to see these channels that are getting paid to make the content, and I'd have to see the content itself. I, don't, I haven't looked at 
any of the TikToks of you. I it, no, I ha- when I'm not even on TikTok, so maybe it's way different, being that they're not political. But yeah, if they're not I'll political, make, Brad. I'll, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say Brad has a comment. They're obviously more interested in the paycheck than the candidate. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, why would know, they? They don't even care. They're just getting money. Yeah, so. they might, yeah that's, that's true. They Probably might not care. Them. I'll just put it this way: we'll never do that in this show, because then we lose all credibility. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with the corporate media that basically promotes um, pharmaceutical companies, like 60% of their revenue. So why would they ever hunt this stuff down in COVID? That's a hard thing about having sponsorships because sponsorships make shows work, right? You do need money. This stuff costs money. So it's like you got to try to de-conflict things, right? I guess uh, if we have to do a story on cabinetry, we might be uh, – <laughs> <laughs> we might be in trouble. We're biased, okay? So we got we are very careful here. And this is all brand new, by the way. We we've only went independent last week. But this show will never, we would never, we would lose all credibility if we ever got paid to do a sponsorship for a candidate. Mm-hmm. That'd be wrong. Like having having Scott Jensen on no there was no money, nothing even mm-hmm. came up about well, that. Well, he wasn't even a candidate. We yeah. First of all, I think everyone knows I wouldn't have ever endorsed. It. That's how you know I would be a bond paid for if I if I actually endorsed Scott Jensen. Yeah. But we had him on the show last February, March, because it was an interesting story how uh, his license has been revoked. It was a news story, it had nothing to do with him. He wasn't even a candidate at the time. Nothing to do with him as you know a potential candidate, right? Because mm. then, by the way, if we have potential candidates on the show. We're going to grill you, right? It's probably why I, they never want to come it, on the it, show. It will not be fun if you are currently running. Well, it could be fun. I mean, look, Senator Nate Wiesenberg comes on the show pretty mm-hmm. regularly. You, are, it, the it, guy that is going against Fishbox. We have, we have Steve Boyd. I mean, So if you're solid, call, it'll be fun. You can't yeah. call Steve Boyd a politician. I guess he is a candidate. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And we've had some cans challenging rhinos. Obviously, I'm biased more towards those guys. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. But I think it's a good time to reach out an invitation to David Hahn again. Come yeah, on the show. David Hahn can always come on. Love to talk to you again. 100%. Won't do it, but that, that seat over there, it's always always there for you. So, all right. Um, that's it. That's Those are the topics. We don't need to get into Nikki Haley's affair, do we? we <laughs> no, do it's, you know, people can look that up for themselves. I mean, yeah. I believe it, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. People, people can dig into that do themselves, think- though. Donald Trump has always been faithful to his wives. Uh, yeah, there you go. Exactly. So I don't know. We'll bear that story. We don't need to do this one. The, you know, that's <laughs> all. I mean, one of his wives died, but, you know, the one that's still alive. Not when he was married to her, though. Huh? Not when yeah, he was married no, not, to her. Not when, not when they were married, but I'm just saying, you know, they all left on good terms. You know, they, yeah, they did, but I think well, that's kind of the that's kind of the be good definition money. of success. It's like, are you still good after the fact? Then if you are, then it worked Actually, out. Actually, I would say if there were divorces, it's the opposite of success. I'd say that's failure. Yeah, un- unless you know, I, I just see it if, if they still get along, they're both happy with the decision. It's always preferable so it. if a divorce happens. It's always preferable with kids. I 100 percent agree with you on that, mm-hmm. Jesse. Or if you're in RFK's case, your wives die. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how you many wives about? has he had? It. He's had two wives. Now it's, he's on his third. Sorry. And they've both died. Yeah. Dang. She, he's married to Cheryl Hines uh, from uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's uh, Larry's ex-wife on the show. 
Yeah. Wow. And if I was Cheryl Hines, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, I'd be wrong. All your wives have died <laughs> when you married them? He's been widowed twice. What a crazy story. It's like that movie, So I Married an Axe Murder. Great movie. Love that. 90s. Mm. Whis- Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. David Hanna is a great yeah. representative of the Democratic Party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for all the Rumble rants. Thank you, Dawson, for running the dials. Bridget, thanks for reading the comments. Maga Jesse, always wise, man. You got some fans out there. You know, people reach out to me all the time. Like, Maga Jesse, he's so smart. <laughs> right and on. then I get the ladies that go, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> wow, he, he just, look at him. He's just like a boss. He doesn't, doesn't even phase him. He's just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen, by the way. I get those. <laughs> Uh, I need to invite you to the uh, January 3rd, 30th. Everyone Jesse's not come. invited? No, I didn't even tell you guys about it. I'll have to tell you off air. Wow. <clears throat> and don't let me forget about that meme. It's too damn good. It sounds good. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday at 1 o'clock. Take care.